each of them have it. It's the forward to the first edition. It looks like All right, the forward. All right. Yeah, the, to the first forward. All right. It says, this is the forward as it appeared in the first printing of the first edition in 1939. It says, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them, we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication will be necessary. We think this account of our experience will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. And besides, we are sure our way of living has its advantages for all. That's it. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, I always got a... The thing that grabbed my attention was the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So I like one of the definitions of seemingly is that it appears to be true or false to us. Yeah. So I really see that as a disease of the mind. A disease of the mind would 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 have a lot to do with between uh, with true and false. Yes. Or as they say, it's a disease of perception or whatever. So basically, most of us have been listening to false evidence. All of us, actually, I'd say. And that false evidence appeared to be real to us. Yeah, I think that's really the, the exact uh, one of the main characteristics of, I feel, the original addiction, which is self. Yeah the mental process is addiction to this idea of self. Um, where, uh, yet the whole basis of the true and false isn't the true and false, it's us, yeah? So based on our condition, we're gonna see other conditions, yeah? <laughs> so, uh, and if you are taking yourself Truly, or if you're an example of false evidence, in other words, uh, the condition we believe we're in as a physical, mental thing with maybe there's a spiritual something somewhere. And then there could be the, another aspect of that where we are a spiritual event having an ex human experience, yeah? So, most of us start from the premise that we're a thing and there's a true reliance or a deep reliance on the mental state that keeps reinforcing that we're a thing. So you could say that we're actually false evidence, yeah? So I would imagine the, uh, the odds of false, of, uh, false appearing to be true would really go up if it was seen by false evidence. <laughs> so if false evidence, I think would lean more towards seeing false evidence as true, yeah? <laughs> it's just, it's not rocket science, really. <laughs> it's just basically, 
how are we going to be able to gauge what's true and false if we can't even see what's true and false where we're sitting? Yeah. So uh, the mental state has a field day and replaces living with an interpretation based on false evidence appearing real, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> to the point where they're producing habitual reactions that are called the actions that sort of jackpot us all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of us want to get relief, but we can't seem to get to the cause. Yeah. So we, we try to tend to a garden that has a tendency to overgrow. So we're basically weeding quite a lot or denying or disassociating or, or, uh, you know, avoiding any confrontations of with the facts. Yeah. So that's why I, you know, from being sober, it led me to see something. <clears throat> and uh, I feel it's really the exact nature of the wrong. And in the way AA presents it using AA terminology, it's uh self something foreign to us is what has defeated us yeah by what it's manifestations and what's the first inventory in the fourth step is to look at some of self's common manifestations so we can recognize that we've been defeated and maybe that we are being defeated and that we probably will be defeated if the same conditions in place which is uh, a jumbling up of us and self, yeah? Where instead of seeing a huge distinction between self and us. And even in the word, us is a collective and self is a singular. I mean, that should tell us something, really. I don't know. I've had someone come over here with a lot of time and uh, a friend of my uh, girlfriend's friend, and we sort of had a, a talk about this and that was the last time we talked about it there was an agreement not to bring it up again but uh that self and us are similar they mean the same thing and i was going i just don't see that it seems like self is is something and then us is something else it doesn't feel like they're the same thing you know just in the english the way i was taught english and to how comprehend it self doesn't sound like us it would it just doesn't and it it doesn't conjure up the same feeling when i feel which is beautiful when i hear the word self i don't think of us <laughs> i don't i think us is distinctly different than self and we went on and on and on. And then I knew it wasn't going anywhere. So I just gave up. Yeah. Because it was just like reading comprehension. I, we were in a, there was a, a loggerhead concerning, I thought, a simple, obvious distinction between self and us, but whatever. Yeah. So uh, I, what life showed me was a huge distinction between self and us. So that when I read the big book from 64 on, it didn't tell me I was looking at my resentments and my fears and my 
harms done to people in, in uh, pursuit of what I wanted in the sexual arena. It didn't, that, that weird logic didn't connect. I didn't see from getting self-manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. I did not see that the resentment that's a manifestation of self was mine. It just, that whole weird connection was gone. Yeah. And then I started to see the emperor with no clothes. And then I recognized over time, why do so many people go out at the fourth step? Yeah. When they, they seem to have a great ability to take other people's inventories in what they think is a fearless, thorough way. Why is it so difficult to the, to that, to apply that to us? Yeah. Yet it seems like pulling teeth see people go for months you know they just it's so difficult because i truly believe there's a resistance in us not coming from us but coming from the parasitical movement let's call it self yeah that self has a resistance for any observation of our role in things because it's going to be revealed its role in things yes maybe simply with a simple key of understanding starting from page 64 that it is self that has defeated us through its manifestations that's it says in the book we have to be convinced of that i don't understand why it's not pronounced yeah it seems to be an incredible turning point where finally we stop seeing uh these manifestations as ours, and we entertain the idea they may be selves. And then we do an inventory with that understanding and then look at the results. Yeah. And I feel completely that there's a huge difference between my resentment and a resentment. I do. Yeah. I think they're just those, the constant in those two statements is resentment, but one has a my in front of it that looks completely different than the next, which is just a naked resentment. Um, who's going to describe what is, where's the description of what that my is? Yeah, because it seems to give life to a resentment, doesn't it? Jesus Christ, some people I know had a resentment for 30 something years. They're still talking about it. I don't see how, a, you know, a resentment in the wild will pass away, you know, it, it'll disappear after a few exits on the freeway. But my resentment can live on and on and on. Uh, I'm curious about that. I'm curious about that power that gets transferred from somewhere to what's happening. Yeah. So I live with a problem or I live with my problem. I remember I used to see it with girlfriends. I'd be having a lot of fun with some girl and enjoying each other's company. And then one day it would, she'd be christened by the head as my girlfriend. And then I, my relationship and my, uh, would change. Yeah. And then I use, I embellish it, but I, you know, as soon as she becomes my girlfriend, I'm going, you know, parking out in front of her place at three in the morning to see if there's anyone visiting my girlfriend or 
wanting to break into her mail to check out who's talking to my girlfriend, which wasn't happening when she was a girlfriend. What the hell is that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we get all the particulars, but where is the weight distribution? How do we see that? Do we see the weight of meaning that's being moved around on things? And you can tell it's completely subjective because you'll have a huge heavy meaning on something and the person sitting next to you doesn't. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, this guy's head is too big. I can't see. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's subjective. There's like a huge distribution of meaning that's not happening by everyone to everything. And if, that, if that's the essence of a subjective experience, then it would be important to know the nature of the subject, yeah? And if it's false evidence that is distributing the meaning to everything in my life, Jesus. <laughs> it's so funny when you go to AA meetings, you're, you're very specific, very particular, very terminally unique. Perspective is shared by many. <laughs> you never knew that at the bar stool, but you realize it in recovery meetings. You're like, where did these people get my thoughts? Yeah, because they're not yours. They never were. <laughs> they our familiarity with each other, it seems like this, this power of meaning has been distributed very similar by all of us, even though we're in different classes, intellects, education, but the distribution of meaning has been very similar. So it seems like something has been moving the meaning of our life and putting it on things in a very familiar, habitual way as Kathleen and Al and Kurt, yeah? Even though I don't know Al, Kurt, and, yes? And Kathleen, I do know them because of what's taking them over and what's distributing the meaning of their life. Because it sure seems like it's the same, it's like the same, you know, Amazon package is being delivered the same way, yeah? So is the meaning of the problem coming from the problem or is it coming from us? And is it us that's giving it the meaning? Maybe not. Maybe it's self. Yeah. So maybe self is giving the meaning through us to the problem. And therefore it wants you to be obsessed with the problem. Yeah so that you won't see self. So most of the time when someone presents a problem to me, they don't want to talk about the my, they want to talk about the problem. They just jump right over the my. Yeah? Uh, and this is the problem. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? And let's concentrate on that. That to me is a goose, wild goose chase. Yeah? It's the my. 
what's distributing and what's moving meaning to things? Is it us or is it self? When I share in an AA meeting, it sure sounds like it's self. <laughs> That's revelatory, isn't it? So now you've gotten, you've gotten a smell, a scent, a whiff of the exact nature of the wrong, and isn't you. You're like the distribution center. You're not the product that's being dis distributed. You're the distribution center. Something has taken us over and now distributes its meaning to things. And then we, re we correspond or react in the way as if they're our meaning to things. And that is the bondage of self, literally. We carry the weight that self has distributed through ownership. Some of us are carrying weight of 36-year-old uh, deliveries, 36 years old, 40 years old. Yeah? We're still carrying the weight. Are we, is that, is that delivery happening right now? No. But the believer that we were the one that delivered it is happening. That is bondage of self. That is the bondage of self, and it couples us with a past, yes? And then basically, the same blueprint is projected as a future. So it assures its bondage now and later by constantly referring back to the past bondage. Fucking insane. So now perhaps there's a better way a new employer someone's going to take over the distribution center and start distributing meaning differently than the old fucking manager yeah and you'll see the tree by its fruits you will come to know the new employer is going to take care of you yeah because it's all powerful yeah and all you need to do is stay close to it and you can't be far from everywhere and do its works well well, fucking, here's the 12 principles of AA. Live a life with those, you know, live a life with those God rails, those G-O-D rails, and then travel that way, yes? And you, and you can travel assured you're being taken care of. And it won't be pray, praying for thy will be done, but you'll be observing thy will is done. You'll observe it now. It won't be a future condition. It will be a present condition. Yeah. And now you respond differently because the meaning is different that's been given to things, yes? So now the meaning that has been given to things will not provoke so many resentments because the meaning will be different, yes? You'll see bygones will be bygones, you know? You'll see, hey, that dude driving super fast, maybe he has a fucking time constraint, yeah? Maybe he's trying to get somewhere far out, yeah? You see things differently now. Because something is... <laughs> a lot of us are left with the unenviable bag of trying to get out of shit we're not in. So we basically react after the process is over the meaning has been given and then we're going well it's not true we try to combat it with some kind of mental affirmation that doesn't work 
Because the problem is the supreme domination of the mental state. Yeah? You're not going to get out of it as it. Yeah? That which got you into something is not going to lead you out of it. Haven't you seen that? You're, 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 you're meant to feel powerless, and then it tells you to utter some confirmation. Oh, it will get better. Oh, you know. We're outmatched. Just fucking admit it. Tell the truth. Yeah. The truth does not call me to arms. It really doesn't. The truth disarms me. Yeah? It disarms me. It it leads to a surrender as the winning move, not as the final resignation of being defeated, but as a winning strategy to admit my powerlessness. And then power's there. And that power will distribute the meaning differently than the old power does. Yes? So you'll see it. You'll have the same old pattern in seven relationships. And after a few years, maybe, or many years in AA, you'll run into a relationship which will be totally different than all the other relationships. Yes? It will be almost like a cleaning of the slate. Yeah? Like it talks about in the inventory about the sex inventory. We, we pray f- to have the willingness to live a new ideal. Well, you finally, you actually demonstrate that. Yeah. You live, a, you ha- you, you're now in a relationship that looks like all the other relationships, but something's different. Yes. Something has changed. And it cleans up all that, gr- that regret of all the other past relationships. It's called in shamanism. Uh, recapitulation. So you do the same thing and suddenly it's done completely differently. And then all the energy that was sucked up in that past gets released into the present. Yeah. This is, this is recovery to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to recover as self. It's I don't believe it. Yeah, I do not believe it. That's not its intention. Yeah, it's not into like a 50-50 deal. It isn't. It's a win-lose to it. Yeah. It's not a like, oh, everything's included. No, a lot's excluded in the bondage of self. So... If there's a if there's self, let's say, yeah, and there's a bondage, where is what's that third part that seems so mysterious? What is it that's bound to self? The bondage to self implies there's something that's bonded to self, yeah? So this is the condition, bondage. And what is the bondage to self, but what is it that's bonded? What is that? You can't tell me it's self. Self is what we're bonded to. What is that which is bonded to self? And if it isn't self, there is a possibility 
of being free from the bondage of self. There's no possibility of being free from the bondage of self as self, obviously. But there is a possibility to be free from the bondage of self because we're not. What happens is if that's entertained and now suddenly a lot of meaning is being given to that revelation, your life is going to change. You're going to be placed in a position of neutrality with no theft, thought or effort on your part. Yeah. You're going to see anew, or as it says in the book, you'll be reborn. Yeah. And tell me, were you born bonded to self? No. So you'll be reborn, not bonded to self. Yeah, you'll be you'll recognize self, not you trying to get out of self, not you. And then all the strategies to get out of what you're not in, you'll lose interest in. Yeah, you'll be freed from all the needs of all the skillful means because you're not having to get out of the hole that you're not in. Yeah, the solution is the reality, the problem is the seemingly, yeah? Yeah. I'm all for it. I don't want to hurt. I don't really want to work hard to maintain a condition. I don't. So spiritual awakening truly is the reliability that allows a mental condition to be maintained, which is sanity concerning the first drink, yes? And then the, the acknowledgement of the spirit will be the way you maintain that mental condition of being sane concerning the ins insanity that precedes the first drink. We're not maintaining a spiritual condition, we're maintaining a mental condition through spirit, yeah? Spirit does not need to be maintained, obviously. How, what, are you gonna polish it? Are you gonna wash it? Where's the gas can? Where's the gas cap? Where's the, what are you gonna change in it, yeah? No, the, our daily reprieve is contingent on the maintenance of a mental condition called sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink. Because if you don't start, like it says in the part of the book, all of this is academic. You wouldn't need it. Yeah. If you didn't start drinking, you wouldn't need this shit, in a sense. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This isn't about changing the method of the, the 12 steps or anything. It's just maybe opening up like this, maybe the skylight isn't a four by 12, maybe it's a 30 by 50, yeah? Maybe there's a lot more light that can come in. So yeah, that's, uh... seemingly, 
Isn't that a isn't that a distribution of meaning? So we live under a distribution of meaning where a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body appears to us to be a hopeless state of mind and body. Yeah, a hopeless meaning in you know, pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization state. Yes? But it's not true, is it? It's a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Which means it's not a hopeless state of mind and body. Yeah. Seemingly is like dreaming. If you ever go into the Course of Miracles, their whole take on this place is dreaming in a way. And isn't seemingly would be uh, a quality of dreaming that everything appears to be true or false to us? <laughs> it doesn't have its own reality. We lend it reality. Yeah. Aren't we doing that all day? Aren't we being used to distribute meeting this shit? Hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, you bet, Paul. Thank you. That was great. Um, so I had a uh, Chris K. Are you still here, buddy? Chris K. had a had a question. He want you want to come in, Chris? You still here? Yeah, no, Chris T. Chris. Oh, Chris you T. Have a question, Chris? Yes. Yeah, hi, thanks. Uh, <clears throat> hey, uh, so I was wondering, um, Paul, uh, so um, <clears throat> you, you talk a great deal about um, um, self had defeated us. It seems like that's kind of like where 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 you woke up in the process to aha, kind of an aha moment of uh, realization. It seems. Um, do you do you think that it's? Uh, do you think everyone needs to kind of see that that? Um, and you know, and over the over the months, it's become quite easy to see. But do do you think that it's important for other people to specifically see that the 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 separation of self defeating us, or do you think it's possible to um, to to wake up to come to a place of uh, spiritual awakening, not having seen that, yet having potentially seen something at a really deep level within the steps. Uh, well, is that clear? If, uh, you don't want the new ground of spiritual awakening to be trampled on, you better have a, a modicum of understanding of how self will, or the act of self arising and claiming whatever's going on to be it. Yeah. I think that's quite important. Yeah. So basically, in this world, most people's spiritual awakenings or being awake to something needs to be maintained. Yeah. 
a lot of times it just doesn't galvanize with one event and everyone's they stay completely free from something for 50 or 60 years it happens but it's not uh one of the running run of the mill uh specimens of that event yes so basically the seeing sometimes needs to have a pair of glasses of understanding so so to allow the clear seeing to occur and hopefully after a while it becomes habitual and then you don't need the glasses but you may need the glasses to see what you once saw in the awakening yeah yeah so uh but i have no idea what people need or don't need i know obviously i needed it <laughs> so and i don't think i'm so unique <laughs> and i figure even if it's a very small uh, uh population that just they're just as essential as the mass population so i know there's people with the same attributes that i've had <laughs> that may find some value, <laughs> but no, I don't know how things are gonna work for other people, but the more important to me is the secondary message, which is uh, don't be surprised when that which you thought was defeated shows back up because the defeat of self isn't, it's uh, is not what you may think it is. The defeat of self is, highlighted by loss of interest in it not in defeating it or vanquishing it or you know bonding it to to spirit <laughs> no it's losing interest in the whole thing yeah mm. that's been my experience with it for observation so i don't know i just know it was for me i was already sober i had seven years or so of sobriety this just illuminated a whole lot of the underlying causes and conditions i was living sober you know on a physical level and on a community level i was doing service and doing everything that we do all of that and i was sober enjoying sobriety yet some more was revealed of uh because a lot of times you know, you're still driving, so you don't know somebody or something is siphoning gas off of, out of your tank, yes? You're starting, you used to get 30 miles per gallon, now you're getting 15, and you just, but you just, you know, fuck it, it's just the way it is. But sometimes it's a drip, drip, drip of uh, really a loss of possibility and imagination, really, a lot. Yes. So the bondage has a has a lot of different squeezes. Yeah. Sort of like a very sophisticated python. <laughs> a lot of things that are getting killed by the python don't know it until it's too late. Yeah. They're just getting surrounded and then it's slowly constricting and then it's too late by the time they know. Yeah. So this is uh yeah, it's almost as if you have an HD TV, but there's a very invisible screen on it that you didn't know you're supposed to peel off. So you're watching the HD screen and it's like you're bitching about the price and Samsung sucks and shit. And then hopefully someone says, hey, there's a little 
corner piece lifted up. It's not the screen. <laughs> Don't worry. You're not going to rip the screen off. It's just, a, and then voila, I'm seeing all these new colors and shit. <laughs> That's sort of what I feel the bondage of self can be like. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. I don't know. I think anything can happen. So, yeah. Yeah. But I know for me, uh, peak experiences, epiphanies, uh, light inversion always seem to be drowned in the bath of the mental state sooner or later. Yeah. And then you're left with a memory that the head fills with shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It loves to fill the experience of its own absence with its presence, yeah, after it claims the shit. So, yeah, that's my take on it today. I see a lot of people happy. I see, but I see a lot of people not happy. And, uh, a lot of people have to get to simplicity uh, through uh, complex hardship, so to speak. <laughs> Everyone usually yells at me at AA, just keep it simple. Selfing isn't that simple because it's the act of being identified. Yeah. Most people don't know they're in the act of being identified when they're under the act of being identified. They don't. Yeah. Uh, That I've observed a lot. So, yes. So here we are preaching to a choir. Hopefully it will affect others. Yes. In our community and beyond. Just like it said here, uh, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. And then just like what the head does, it's, it's pigeonholed this program into just for addicts and alcoholics and other, you know, all the other overeaters and shit. But you see it? It's already bounded by contempt prior to investigation. It's amazing, really. It is truly amazing. Yeah. A lot of people I know who aren't in AA would do much better with an inventory occasionally, yeah, and stuff like that. But they don't think they want to do the inventory because they think it's a, it's about alcoholism. Yeah. And so, again, a, a very, very comprehensive solution gets compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the way everything goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that answered something. Thanks, man. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not so pronounced about it other than at these talks, because uh, if something like they say about fear, it's it's a thread that runs through the fabric of our existence. Uh, So you have to sort of. Like keep the color of the sweater. Uh, around that one thread, a different color. So maybe you could recognize the thread. Yeah. So basically make it into a stark contrast. So there can be a noticing of something. I don't hold the idea of self like that in my own 
life. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it's just like a talking emblem on a car. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep, that's it for that. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. Next up, we have John. John from Florida. Come on in, John. John from Florida. Hey, Michael. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for your message, man. It's that was a great talk, man. And Chris's uh, Chris's question was awesome, dude. Um, you know, the, the, two days ago, I think it was, he, he talked about the dog licking the bottom of the glass table, trying to get you know to the standing rib roast, you know, and and. Uh, my experience, this is for hopefully for Chris's benefit, might answer it a little bit. I went through the same stuff. I had an awakening at like 30, 40 days sober, right? But I just didn't realize that self, you know, claimed it. And I never would have realized it if I wouldn't have heard Kurt and, and you, Paul, you know, with this message. Uh, you know, that there's a, that there's a separation there. There's a difference. You know, there's a thing that's not us, you know, when Kurt's go, Kurt went, it's not who you are. And he's pointing to his temples. You know, it just, it floored me, man. I'm like, cause I was suffering for 28 freaking years, man, entertaining suicide. And I, and having had a spiritual awakening, I was wondering why I couldn't get it back. What am I doing? Wrong? I'm licking the bottom of the table. <laughs> I didn't know it, man. And it's a horrible fucking place to be, man. And, uh, you know, the head's telling me, well, drive on up to Vermont and go to that workshop at the Wilson house. You know, it costs you like two grand to rent a car, go all the way up there. And you come back and you feel pretty good for a little bit. And then, like I said, then self takes over and the party that you're at suck. You know, I've heard you say that a lot of times, man. And, um, <laughs> but what floored me today, Paul, was reading in your book on having never left about how self will listen. You know, we listen to the, to the thoughts of self instead of hearing them. Yes. You know, and dude, I was driving to the dump with a load of shit, right? And I was planning my neighbor's demise, you know, cause he's a dick, you know, and, and I've had this, you know, I've entertained this resentment and I've done what I could do. I've made amends, but I still just don't like the guy. Right. And this, I've read this this morning, you know, where, where it said, you know, to, you know, stop listening and, and, and start hearing, you know, and when I heard it and recognized it and heard it instead of listening to it and playing you know, the K John, K Paul, you know, whatever, the radio station on and on and Stan miserable, it vanished as soon as yeah. I went to the place of consciousness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, and I like I say, I don't really have a question, but, you know, I like how you, um, I like how you talk on that kind of stuff and uh, all this stuff really. But, you know, it's what, 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 um, made me raise my hand was when you know chris you know asked that question and um like i said I, i've suffered miserably until i heard this message and i think like you said it, it, this is essential to to realize and see that 
what has defeated us is not us. And um, it's cool, yes. man. You know, I thought, well, you know, John, maybe there's variety varieties and maybe there are people that can get whacked and that's that. But most of the people I've met uh, tend to have this recurrence of a claiming of what happened and having it neutered and then another facsimile of self takes over. Yes. That's Maybe right. it's wearing robes and walking slower than before or whatever, but it, it adapts to the new condition. So what you think is a knockout punch may only stun it. And then it comes back. And I feel that's, actually was more is more essential than the first whack because i think there's a lot of first whacks that never make it to the next stage because of the the claiming of the self yeah yeah and i found that with me in i've applied it to the to the event where i got struck sober i was there in that trailer and then uh something happened and then not only that, life conspired to bring me to my first AA meeting that night. And I think that without that bridge to that meeting, that th that event would have died on the vine. Yeah, I do. I really do in hindsight. So, but I got introduced to AA that night. And then I, that going to AA I gave an extension to that event. And it's extended now for 34 years. So. It's amazing. So I feel, uh, you know, the first thing we video we ever did concerning the non-duality idea was this idea of the lion that had been taking itself to be a sheep for quite a while gets woken up through meeting an older lion and having that older lion drag it to the waterhole as a sheep and then put their both heads over and the young lion sees their reflections and realizes it's a lion. Yes. And that's where the story ends in the, in the, in the Hindu version, but we're adding a, a, you know, a compilation, a secondary, you know, like a new preamble or another prologue, which is what happens when the young lion, now freshly lit up from the recognition of its nature walks away. The sheep programming stunned was never out. It regroups and arises and claims the experience of the revelation as an experience the sheep had. Yeah. Now I see that as a much more common event than the uncommon event of an awakening that just stays brilliant and bright and unadorned for the next 50 years. Yeah, those people are on that event, like a Ramana Mahashi or something is quite unusual, I would say. Here, it's more about recognizing whack and then being able to see what happens after. <laughs> and then by not allowing the stranger to take the position of the host, yes, we now have the run of our mansion, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, and I'm not saying it, this is for everyone. I would think if you're here, you're probably one of the ones that needs to hear it. <laughs> That's how I see it. Yeah.
<laughs> I mean, I would have loved just to have been happy with a, a second Frankfurter and a, you know, a softball game and camaraderie and shit like that. It just didn't seem to work in this case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, just, yeah. <laughs> so see, I don't think, uh, what we are is stoppable. Yeah. I don't. So it's going to find a way to, to uh, trigger whatever it needs to trigger for that light, not to come in, but to come out. Yeah. It's not about getting light in. It's, it's, we are the light, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So if this does it far out, I don't care what does it really. Is there a need for it to be done? Actually, no, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. If we have to make it look like it was done by something, well, here's a way to make it look like it was done by something. Listening to satsang. Yeah. It asks so much. You don't even have to get fully dressed. You just come and Zoom. Don't have to, there's no parking. You don't leave anywhere. Jesus Christ. The, the cameras are so far away, no makeup is necessary, nothing. You just get a vague idea of the person. <laughs> Michael has his whole background blurred out. You know, it's a good effect. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Wow. It's, you can be eating. You can be <laughs> devising diabolical plans on the coffee table. It does. Yeah. But... <laughs> you know how much you, I always felt, I'm almost always, maybe a few times now, but the general uh, event for me at a meeting was a feeling a loving presence coming through the group conscience. Yes. Yeah. This is just another way for that same presence to appear in a group conscience you know these meetings and that's what feeds us yes yeah truly i'm being fed you're being fed it's not like i'm the feeder and you're the feedee yeah you have it by giving it away we're all being fed which is an inclusiveness that the self cannot uh, comprehend yes for me to feed, you must starve in a way. That's how it looks at things generally, yeah? So here we are, all getting fed. Hopefully some of us are fed up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, come back when we're in the next one. Just hang out. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I believe it needs emphasis, uh, Chris, and repetition. And it's amazing that life brought about this platform because I could share or someone can share at a meeting, but then there's a lot of sharings and then it may get lost. But with this platform, having an intention to stay on this point, I feel has been a gift I couldn't have imagined, really, yeah. And I didn't put any effort in setting these up. It was, it was a, a guy, David from uh, England that set these talks up. Yeah, but what a beautiful platform.
Yeah. So, at least for me, in a way, because I can just because uh, it's an invitation, you know. Invitations don't need to be rebutted or debated. It either you take it or you don't. Yeah. You know? It's not like yes. Well, it's just an invitation. Like hey. I'll meet you at nine at the cafe. Well, I'm going to rebut that. I don't see it. It's just a simple invitation. You want to show up? I'll be there. <laughs> if you don't, I won't for you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a joy to sit here and just be in this state, you know. Yes. Very powerful. All right, anyone else, Mike? Yeah, yeah couple more. Oh, thank now, you so while much. We, what this program is doing is doing the opposite of what Mike is doing. We're blurring Mike and emphasizing the space. Yeah. So we would be using the Zoom differently. We would blur Mike and emphasize the space is the key. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that a lot. That's cool. Eh? Yeah. All right. All right, you're Emerson. Thank you for being so patient. Come on in. Hi, everyone. Emerson. Hey, guys. Hey, Paul. Um, I have a question. Um, I'm in lesson 33 of um, what's it? Course of miracles. miracles. And this, the, the the lesson is there's another way of looking at this, and I'm. It kind of coincides with what I've been thinking lately about miracles. I, I've had a few. One very powerful one three years ago. I mean, I had alcohol, three different kinds of dope, blah, blah, blah. And something happened that was electric where I just laid it all down. I literally laid it down, never picked it up again. And it was the most powerful experience of my life. And then I've recently, I've had some other miracles. Um, so my question is, in non-duality, is it the miracles just, did they happen to the action figure? Do they just randomly come about? Is this just the natural order of things in non-duality? Because there's a part of me that wants, like, these miracles happen to me. And the reality is, I mean, <laughs> they did happen. Yeah. To me, or what the the action figure represents? No, they they happened, and then the me was affected by it. Okay. I don't think they were directly. Uh, uh, when grace reigns, I don't think it's for a particular head that gets wet. Now, from the self-centered head, it will seem like it happened to me, <laughs> but in fact, I think. There was a happening and there was a me that seemingly was a part of it. Actually, it wasn't a part of it. It comes later. Yeah. Yeah. That's my feeling about that. Uh, the workings of everything I have is a great mystery, but I feel you can see the workings of the mental state. But basically, there are great mysteries or just mysteries. And uh, it's better to me. It's better to. Well, to me, a feeling or a sense of it is better than a knowledge of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I've watched people change. I've watched a lot of people change. I don't think 
what changed them was specifically directed at them. Yeah. I think you're, I think if you open your eyes, you'd see you're in a field of grace, really, or you're not, mm. but there's a field of grace. and shit like that and, and then a lot of you know something uh, uh, producing an effect and staying anonymous but you started to have some just like when I was it just happens all the time with recovery I run into a people in the weirdest places you know and uh, <laughs> get reminded of things yeah so so no, of course, when the story is retold, you'll be at the center of it, but I don't think you were near the center of it. Yeah. And I lost the other stuff that you were saying. What was the, uh, oh, about the grace and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think those are just uh, potentialities always available. And then if they, turn into something that has a huge impact in one's life is one possibility of that potentiality. It has millions of them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Emerson. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Emerson. Great. Our last question today is from Deborah. Deborah, come on in. Hold on one second. And also, when there's a wanting for more miracles, that's sort of, uh, that's a, uh, a tell, you know, like when you're playing poker or something, someone has a tell, they always touch their eyebrow if they have a good, yeah, or something like that. So that's a tell of the selfing is like, it wants to have more experiences of its own absence but to be there, to have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you can always, you can always uh, present gratitude to that wanting more. Yeah. That attitude of gratitude can be practiced. So sometimes I would, I remember I had such an entitlement and such a self-centeredness at the beginning, I came up with a little thing where just when things good happened, I always just wanted more. I would just say, thank you, God, that was more than enough, you know? And I used that for, I'd say, a couple of years until certain stuff. I used to 